Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting. Jenny C. Bowles. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right now, go and left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Four question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. And what up, fam, and welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I am your host, JC Bones. I am Doc Haas. And I am the third man, Johnny Smarks. And we are the fourth wall wrestlecast. Be sure to subscribe to iTunes and Google Play and check us out every Saturday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fourth Wall Cast, at Johnny Smarks a lot, at Doc Haas Fourth Wall, and follow us on Instagram at Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. On today's episode, we're going to cover the card and build for the 32nd annual Survivor Series, as well as the second annual NXT TakeOver War Games, which will be happening next weekend. And you know what else is happening next weekend? The premiere of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, episode one-ish, Sunday night Survivor Series post-show. We will then take an adventure through the indies and talk about Evolve. Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and Impact Wrestling, as well as other news in the current state of wrestling. So without further ado, what up, Doc? What's good? What's new? Uh, it's been good, man. So I just spent this past week going down memory lane, watching the, uh, and you'll appreciate this, Bones, knowing that you're a big Benoit fan, uh, watching the, the lead-up to WrestleMania 20 and the fantastic, iconic triple threat match that we all WWE has basically forgotten about, you know, but man, one of the maybe the greatest triple threat match ever when I watched it again today. It's so, so unfortunate I've been, uh, that, that match is forgotten about, man, because that is my favorite match of all time. Yeah, man, I was like nerding out hardcore on the Benoit Evolution Triple H Shawn Michaels feud for this past week, along with the normal intake of wrestling. I like to watch the old stuff to help me, like, you know, have a gauge against the new, the newer guys. See, like, oh, these guys, and you know, it's. Those guys were legends, man. All three of them, like top top ten all time. All three of them. Yeah, thanks for clogging up the recently viewed in my uh, in our WWE uh, network <laughs> account. <laughs> Guy, I watch all them Raws sometimes. Dude, those old Raws are awesome. They are awesome. So, Johnny, how you been, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, just catching up on a lot of wrestling, a lot of indie news that I want to get to today. Um, you know, we got to touch on some debuts, some weird wrestlers showing up in weird promotions and stuff like that. And, uh, as far as the network goes, I'm still on my quest to get through every pay-per-view from the first year of WrestleMania to, you know, present day. I'm in the year 2006 right now. And 2006 was a good year. It's a good year for wrestling. A lot of interesting people. Yes. Yeah. But let's talk about the year of 2018 and we are quickly approaching, Survivor Series of 2018, 32nd Annual Survivor Series. Uh, This whole week on both Raw and SmackDown was a great build uh, for the Survivor Series event. I really felt like this 
uh, this pay-per-view has been forgotten over the past few weeks because of Evolve, and then we had Crown Jewel, which is the forgotten uh, pay-per-view. Uh, but now they did a really good job of really building towards the Survivor Series event this week. So let's start off with Monday Night Raw. So the show opens up, of course, with Baron Corbin, and we and he announces that Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre are the first two men on the men's team, as well as Braun Strowman. We don't know how that's going to go with uh, the way Braun Strowman feels towards Baron Corbin right now. And also, Baron Corbin appointing himself as the team captain but he will not be participating in the match. So, Johnny, what would you think about this segment on Raw? I actually enjoyed the opening segment, and I think it's, of course, I, I already knew that Braun was going to be on this team once again, but I love seeing that Dolphin Drew are, are in this match as well. I love that Dolphin Drew are in this team, and as much as I love Dolph, this is just going to be a catapult for Drew. I think going into 19, we're going to see a lot more from Drew. Uh, you know, stuff that we probably should have seen in his first run. Obviously, we know that didn't happen, but you know, I, I think this is going to be a catapult for him. As far as Baron Corbin, um, I wish they would let him wrestle more. I mean, I'm sure he's getting some times at house shows, but you know, this whole, I'm going to be captain. Oh, but I'm not going to wrestle. Uh, what the I fuck don't know. does that even mean? What does that I, even mean? He's, he's gonna just going to be a mouthpiece. He's going to be a mouthpiece from isn't the outside. A, isn't that a manager? Isn't that like what a manager does? And a captain, like, as far as I know, a captain, when you're a captain of some sort of team, you actively participate in what that team is doing. And since this is professional wrestling, Baron Corbin should be actively participating in a professional wrestling match mm-hmm. if he's the fucking captain of the team. So I, I don't understand what, the, I, what that whole shtick is. I don't understand the writing behind it. It just seems like another raw cop-out. But I am happy to see uh, Drew in the match. I agree with Smarks over there that I think Drew is going to be in a world title match at WrestleMania. Um, obviously, I would think it would be the uh, universal title or at least involved in that picture. It's going to be the year of Drew, and it's going to be the catapult. I, you know, I, I agree. Does anyone, this is kind of off subject. Does anyone think that the segment went just a little long? Listen, three hours is a lot of TV, but we have a lot of stars on the roster. 20 minutes. They do, but that that's pretty much the recipe for Monday Night Raw. Let's have the opening segment go for the first half hour to 40 minutes just to take up as much time as possible. Yeah, no, it is the recipe. That's why Raw struggles, and that's why Raw is the worst program and wwe programming right now because they have to fill three hours they have to put the 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 main event guys on there for a half hour so speaking of how long it is and how much they have to fill did anyone see the article and i forgot what website it was on um about um usa mandating you uh usa mandating wwe that they cannot go over 11 p.m anymore yeah absolutely i did see that that's a big deal it's yes. been like a 20-plus year thing there where they've been allowed to do that, and USA's over it. I wonder if they're pissed about the Fox deal. It might be. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's been such a relationship there that, or such a long relationship that you know, maybe they're maybe they're playing bigger. Yeah, the WWE's always been the bastard child of NBC. Like, it's like, you know, the one product. They never promote it anywhere other than USA. Like, Fox is going to blow the shit up out of SmackDown on Friday nights. I hope so. Yeah, really interested to see what's going to happen once we move over to Fox. There's been a lot of talks about the brand split ending, what stars are going to be on Fox. But we got some time to kill before we get to that point. But let's finish off now with this opening segment. So then Kurt Angle comes out and says that he wants to be the captain of the Survivor Series team again. He wants to be involved in the match, so he challenges Baron Corbin. But as we saw throughout the night... Uh, Braun Strowman is looking for Baron Corbin and Baron Corbin. He hit his tails between his legs and left the arena and then had Angle face Drew McIntyre, which we'll get into the main event a little bit later. But I actually really enjoy seeing Angle in the ring again. I didn't think I was going to, but I actually like seeing him in the ring again. So after this segment, uh, I thought we were going to see the Universal Championship. But wait, Brock fucking Lesnar. And fuck Brock Lesnar. Ugh. Yes, Brock fucking fuck Brock Lesnar, Lesnar has the title. So no, we did not see the Universal Championship on Monday Night Raw. Anyway, moving on to the next segment. Uh, we did see Authors of Pain uh, take on Seth Rollins in what really turned out to be a handicap match for the Raw Tag Titles. AOP won the tag titles, finally. I'm glad they have the titles. I <laughs> wish it didn't happen this way. I wish they would have actually fought for it. But I like to see where they're going out with, with these titles. 
This is very bittersweet, man. It's a bittersweet win for AOP to win these titles. I love that. Like I said, I love their tag team champions. What I don't like is that they won them by beating a one man team with Seth Rollins. I mean, what a weak bullshit win. At least have Seth and Dean out there to finish up their split and like do the job right for AOP so they can look like a dominant tag team. I just want um, Ikem and Rezar to know that I still have their bubble gum. <laughs> and I'm I'm now putting it in a in a glass case because now I have the used bubblegum of champions. He's actually and, lying. He's he's chewing it right, right now. I'm watching him. He's just put it in his mouth. For those of you that sorry, for those of you that don't know, um we we saw NXT at a local high school and it was an awesome event and uh the AOP was by far the nicest guys, uh, you know, uh, two of the nicest guys at night. They were joking around with us as, as they're trying to be heels mm-hmm. crawling around on the ground. And my girlfriend, I'm sorry. Now my fiance, fiance. Had, <laughs> yeah, I know had a gum spit at her and, uh, yeah, I have it. I have champions gum. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Awesome. Well, anyway, so let's move on forward to the main event. Cause again, we're talking about survivor series here. So the main event was Kurt angle versus drew McIntyre. Like I said earlier, ended up being a really good match. Uh, I really like seeing Angle in the ring. Now, if Angle won this match, uh, he would become the captain of the Survivor Series team and be a member of the team, but he did lose to McIntyre. It was quite interesting how McIntyre beat Angle. Uh, McIntyre did give Angle the Angle Slam, uh, and he beat him with an Angle Lock. So, interesting to see if this turns into a new feud or if Angle's going to still continue to pursue Baron Corbin. So... Here are my thoughts on this. I love, I love when heels, for the most part, use other wrestlers' finishers. I love it. It's like the ultimate, like slap in the face. And I think they did this segment very well with McIntyre, you know, submitting. Excuse me, by uh, submitting uh, Kurt Angle with his own move. I don't know where this is going to go yet. Um, I, I wish I did. So, you know. I, I'm, I'm going to – I'm starting all over my words again. I'm going to uh, sit back, relax, and watch and see where it goes. I don't think it's going to be Corbin. I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be McIntyre, though. Yeah, and I like to see it's a McIntyre getting that win and all. And it's it's nice to see that sort of rub for him because he deserves it. And it's the kind of wins he's going to need to get the respect and get to the top of the card. Really good stuff. Awesome. Definitely. So right now, so as it pans out, we have Baron Corbin as the captain of the Raw team, and on the team so far are Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman. Uh, Let's fantasy book this real quick. If I Mm. had to pick two people right now to be on that team, I would pick Elias and Finn Balor. So I I definitely think Elias is going to be on it. I'm going to pick Elias and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I have a feeling you're going to get Lashley over Finn Balor, too. Definitely Elias. Now, why do you think Lashley over Elias? Because we're looking for more heels? Because if you haven't noticed, especially this week. Lashley uh, over Finn. Lashley over Finn. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Lashley over Finn. Because if if we're looking for for more heels, Elias was very much over this past week in Manchester. He got one of the biggest pops of the night. And he's been over for a few weeks now. So I feel like they're trying to mold Elias into the new babyface on Raw. Maybe. I mean, what if they swerve and just put, you know, AOP on the team. It's AOP is already facing. Well, yeah, now oh, that's they're right. Now they're fighting the bar. Yeah. So what? So what? So what? <laughs> so what? Why can't we have more than one match in a, in a night? <laughs> I'll fight twice. Right yeah. Art style. WrestleMania 4 style. There we go. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to SmackDown Live. So the show opens up with Paige in the ring, and she's talking about the World Cup tournament and the best in the world, and out comes Shane McMahon. He oh, came I thought out. you were going to say CM Punk. So <laughs> as Shane McMahon's coming out, he comes out to some major heat from the crowd, from the Manchester crowd, as well as some CM Punk chants <laughs> as, he enters the, uh, as he enters the ring. So Paige goes to award him with the World Cup trophy. But I don't know if you guys noticed, but did you notice how Shane kind of Pulled the trophy out of Paige's hands when he was when he was getting ready for his picture with the trophy. Uh, I definitely think I think Dan was mentioning this last week about uh, how Fox is looking for a heel McMahon, and I really think they're trying to mold Shane into that heel McMahon. Dan, what do you think? 
Yeah, it's obviously what they're doing. Just having Shane yank the, yank the uh, trophy away, the way he put himself into the tournament, the way he got himself to win the tournament, it was the most heel McMahon thing ever. And I'm always a fan of heel McMahons, and I'm always a fan of having them on TV because I've always felt that the product has been better when they're on TV. I don't know what it is. They just kind of obviously they have the gift for it. They've been doing it for for years. So interesting, interesting uh, character swerve. You know, it definitely I didn't like the way it was done because I would have rather seen a wrestler win the tournament. But imagine if this leads to like, you know, they're just covering that punk is coming back and it leads to Shane Punk at Mania. And punk is what feuds with the McMahons. In Do not play with my heart. I was just going to play with my emotions. I mean, Do you not. named the tournament best in the world and. They, I mean, come on! It's it's set up too perfectly, and no one's expected. No one ever thinks. No one thinks Punk is coming back. It's not happening. Str- stranger things have happened in pro wrestling, dude. Not happening, dude. Stranger things have happened in pro wrestling. There is something called WWE logic, or at least wrestling logic, which is non-existent. So, crazy shit does happen. So I agree with Dan, but I don't think. Yeah, man. I don't think we'll see Punk for a while. But he's commentating uh, MMA now. So, oh, so yeah. does Mauro Ranallo. Exactly. Uh, I guess you're right. But anyway, moving on. So, as we mentioned, AOP did win the Raw Tag Team Championship. So, it was announced on SmackDown they'll be facing the bar at Survivor Series. Um, also, in the opening segment, uh, Shane McMahon announces the captain of the men's team for SmackDown. And out uh, comes Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan is a great pick. I think Daniel Bryan's a great pick to be the captain of this team. Um, so then, of course, out comes the Miz. Miz throws that back in his face. How technically he won the World Cup trophy, so two thirds of the trophy belongs to the Miz because he actually beat two people in the tournament before Shane. Um, I I absolutely love the Miz. So then, all of a sudden, Shane makes the Miz and Daniel Bryan co-captains. So now you have two guys that have been in this heated rivalry for the past seven or eight years. Now they have to work together over fucking brand supremacy, which is the stupidest thing that WWE does every year, which I really hate that they talk about brand supremacy every time. about Like, just have a Survivor Series match. Have a couple teams, a couple wrestlers uh, team up, start a, uh, do a little tag team thing and elimination match, and then move on to their, their other feuds after the pay-per-view. So anyway, we got Miz and Daniel Bryan now as the co-cats of the SmackDown team. What do you guys think about this this team up here? I will never. Was that Marcus? Hi, Marcus. Oh, there's a dog in the room. Dog in the studio. Awesome. Um, I will never get old of Miz Daniel Bryan. I don't know how any of you, how you guys feel, but I think they just work so well together from the NXT time all the way to now. So I, I'm eating this up. Um, I don't know how this co-captain thing is going to go. It's just weird because both Survivor Series teams are set up to implode. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a lot with the implosion thing. I was kind of surprised to see SmackDown go that route once Raw went down. So if this doesn't, this might turn into like a big battle or maybe this implodes and like the NXT invasion finally happens. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of weirdness with this book and it's interesting, weird, not like bad, weird. Yeah. I, I do think that when Miz and Daniel Bryan started to make their picks now for who else will be on their team, their first pick was Shane McMahon. I mean, mm-hmm. I already knew that when Shane McMahon came back, what, a month or two months ago, that he came back for this time of year because he was going to be involved in a Survivor Series match like he has for the past two years. Um, so now we got Daniel Bryan, The Miz, and Shane McMahon on the team. And then Daniel Bryan announces that his pick is Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio faced Andrade Cien Almas in what was an amazing match uh, later in the night on SmackDown. So I'm very excited to see Rey Mysterio as part of the team. What are you guys' thoughts on the Rey Mysterio-Andrade Almas match and also Rey being on the Survivor Series team? I, I, I love it. You know, the more Ray, the better right now. He's obviously in great shape and he's going to enhance any match he's in. Um, once again, he's kind of got this sort of mini feud going with Miz right now. So the dynamic's going to be interesting there. I would love to see Almas on the Survivor Series team, too, because I think he's earned it with his work. He's been he's been awesome 
since he's been called up. And every time he goes against the top name, he's just been absolutely fantastic. So I'm happy to see those guys involved. I, again, just like Miz and Dana Bryan, cannot get enough of Rey Mysterio. Always love him, and I'm happy to see him on the team. That's all I got on that. Rey Mysterio was a great pick for the team, and I do like how after this, they both, both Miz and Daniel Bryan, said, okay, let's both pick a pick, uh, have our pick for the team and have them face each other later on tonight, and the winner then will make will have a spot on the team. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan picks Jeff Hardy, and the Miz picks Samoa Joe, which I thought Samoa Joe was a perfect pick for the team, especially with Miz being a co-captain on the team. Uh, Samoa Joe ended up defeating Jeff Hardy, which was a no-brainer. I don't think anybody thought Jeff Hardy yeah. was going to beat Samoa Joe. Uh, so now Samoa Joe closes out uh, as the final member of the SmackDown men's team. So again, mm-hmm. we have Daniel Bryan, The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio Jr., and Samoa Joe. Guys, what is your take on that five-man team? I hate that uh, Shane is taking a spot from Almas. I'm not going to lie. Like I get the law. I guess there's a long-term goal with Shane right now, and maybe that'll be. Maybe we'll get to see more of that as Survivor Series. But I feel just. I just feel bad for Almas. I think he deserves a little bit better than that. I think Shane's the reason the team's going to implode. There's a lot of things that can make that team implode without Shane McMahon. I know, but I feel like Shane's going to be the one that initiates it. I can see that, and I do agree with Dan. I do feel like Shane is taking up a spot for other potential superstars. You know, like you said, like Almas. I think guys like like Rusev could also use something like this for Survivor Series and be on the on the SmackDown team. Um, now let's take let's switch over now to the women of wrestling. Let's go back to Raw real quick. They did not announce the Raw team yet, the Raw Survivor Series team, but they did announce that Alexa Bliss is going to be the captain of the Raw Women's Survivor Series team. She will not be wrestling again because, as we know, she's still out on injury, but she will be the captain of the team. So now she has to pick five people, and we're going to find out uh, this coming Monday on Raw who her five picks are for the team. If I had to pick five people right now to be on the team, it would be the Riot Squad, Tamina, and Nia Jax. That's my fantasy. If I had the fantasy book it right now and they said, hey, Bones, we need you to pick our Women's Survivor Series team for Raw, that's why I would pick Ruby Wyatt, Ruby Riot, <laughs> Liv Morgan. <laughs> you wastily wabbit. Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, Nia Jax, and Tamina. What do you guys think? Not going to happen. You're forgetting Bailey. You're forgetting Natalia. You're forgetting Sasha Banks. I don't think you're going to see... A complete riot squad. I think Ruby Riot is going to be part of it. I don't think the other two are. Yeah, I'm kind of with Grill. I mean, I would like to see the whole riot squad, but I think it's going to be Ruby and definitely Bailey and Sasha. I don't know about the last one though. Mm-mm. What, what, I what think about Maddie. Ember? Oh. Ember would be cool. I, I would be all about that and get a young get a young talent in there. You need that. Yeah, I actually don't think we've seen Ember Moon on any main roster pay-per-views since her call-up, have we? I still think she should be moved to SmackDown, but that's just me. I mean, with the exception of Evolution, obviously, we did see her on Evolution. But yes, I agree with you, Dan. She needs to go to SmackDown during the shakeup, which is happening sooner than we think. So right after Mania, we'll see that next superstar shakeup. Also, later on in SmackDown, actually right in the middle of the show, Becky comes out, the man... And cuts, once again, an amazing promo. Uh, Let's take a quick sidebar on Becky's Twitter work right now. Oh, my God. Fucking amazing. (laughs) I love how she keeps referring to Rhonda as Ronnie on social media. It is hysterical. I also also love the feud that she's having with Seth Rollins to determine who the man is. Yeah. Have you guys noticed that, too? That's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. So anyway, so Becky uh, cuts her awesome promo and then puts out a challenge to any women, any woman in the SmackDown locker room. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Sanity, yes, in case you're wondering, Sanity is still on the roster at SmackDown. Their music comes on and out comes Eric Young, Alexander Wolfe, and Killian Dane. And I had a feeling, I mean, if they're coming out during a Becky promo, this is going to lead to what we've all been waiting for. And it finally was. We got we what we asked for. Oh, my God. Finally, the main roster debut of oh Nikki Cross, the Twisted Sister. Oh, my God. Johnny, Woo-hoo. how do you feel about seeing Nikki Cross? The smart marked out. 
I'm not going to lie to you. It was so exciting to see her finally come up. I think it was a mistake for her not to come up with the rest of Sanity. I get it. She's been doing some great stuff in NXT, but holy crap, it was awesome. And they had a great match. You know, Becky wasn't really, you know, Becky didn't run the match the whole time. Mm-hmm. Nikki got some shots in. It was great. That's a great, great opponent for Becky. Yeah. He's a great opponent for Becky. I can't wait to see like a, like a non-TV match at some point. And I'm okay with Nikki not coming up in Mania just because they've used her. Like, she's had a title shot down there. She was a part of the whole who who uh, jumped Aleister Black thing or attacked Aleister Black program. So it's not like she's getting busy down there. Yeah, and she, and she was awesome, man. As long as she hasn't been busy. And it looks like she's still a part of NXT TVs. So I think this is like a day, like a soft debut almost. Mm-hmm. But it... What a better, what better way to have a soft debut and against the best professional wrestler in the world, Becky Lynch. Can yes, we I, point? Oh, sorry, go, so, I'm go so ahead, sorry, John. Bones. I, I'm just looking at her tweets right now, and she yesterday used the lyrics from uh, from Stan. Did anyone yes. see this? Yes, I've been noticing <laughs> that, and it was. <laughs> one of the best tweets I've ever seen just replying to Ronda the way she did. It was, I, I, I love her. Yes. I love her. Be- Becky want- wins the, the Twitter award right now. She's but killing who, it. But who wins the match? Becky uh, or Ronda? Ronda. It, it's tough. I don't want to see either of them win. I kind of would like to see this go to a no contest. It's where gotta be a no contest. It's like a, a double count out or some kind of double match never DQ. starts. Or match never starts or something. I, or maybe I don't the, know. Maybe the rest of the horsewomen debut come up. Oh. Yeah. That's potentially. But then then what? Then do you put Charlotte and Becky back together and bring Sasha and Bailey into it? I don't, I don't want to see. Listen, I have no desire no. to see the, the horsewomen and horsewomen no. match yet. That needs some time you're, you're approaching to marinate. Wrong. We need some time you're approaching on approaching it wrong. You're approaching it wrong. You bring them up, man. Becky don't need a team. Becky goes all stone cold on that shit and just takes care of them herself. Ooh. What if Becky joins the horsewomen of MMA? So, they uh, also about a swerve. <laughs> but all right, so it's but we're missing one. We're missing Shayna, right? Shayna's the other one. The current yeah, NXT Women's Champion, two-time, two-time NXT it's, Women's Champion. Yeah, so she won't be coming buy- up with him. Who could possibly so, yeah. drop? But unless she drops the title the night before at War Games, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think but so it, either. It, I don't think so either. But if it does, you might. It might be some foreshadowing, or she brings the title on WWE TV with her. I would enjoy it. That yeah, it's not like that hasn't been done before. I mean, back, back yeah. when Kevin Owens came up, he had the NXT title. Yeah, exactly. He brought it on, on main roster television. Anything that makes your character look better, it gives you a little more prestige. Yep. Get the NXT and the Raw Women's Champion rolling together, fucking yep. balling out. Very true. Well, anyway, so later on in the night, Paige comes out and announces the SmackDown Women's Team for Survivor Series. So she introduces Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, which I think is a great pick, but also an interesting pick, um, Asuka, and then she calls out Charlotte, because as we know from about a week or so ago, Paige and Charlotte had a backstage segment, and Paige did say she wanted Charlotte to be the captain of the Survivor Series team, but Charlotte never really gave her a valid answer, and she also never showed up when her music came on this past Tuesday. So Mm -hmm. Charlotte's kind of a question mark at this point. I'm pretty sure she's going to be involved. But let's talk about this segment. Mandy Rose comes out. I actually love the heat that Mandy and Sonya are getting right now and what, what they're trying to build between those two. I think it's time those two broke up and went on their own separate ways. Um, but right. also, I like how Mandy got kind of personal with Naomi. So I thought, I thought, good for her. She's having her time on the mic. I think they're going to rocket strap Mandy in the upcoming future. Rocket strap to the top, huh? All right, all right. So what about Sonya in this? Who's right. the better wrestler here? Is it, is it Mandy or Sonya? Sonya, more of a hands Sonya down. Fan. But, but Mandy's going to get the rocket to the top? She's got the look. That's yeah. a Vince thing. Like, I hey, think if hey. Like Triple H were making a decision, it'd be Sonya. But Vince is still making the decision, so he's always going to go for his blondes and his boobs and whatnot. And that's <laughs> nothing against Mandy. Mandy's talented. She's just, I just think Sonya's the more talented of the two. I'm being a little biased here, as the two of you should be, because um, she's from New Jersey. 
Come and on, she, guys. No, yeah, I know that she's and she's local. Yes, it's and she is local. That that does. I'm trying to be uh unbiased here, you know. Nah, fuck this, that. Jersey's awesome. In the season of biasing, I'm trying to be unbiased. <laughs> you just said biased way too many times. So, do you guys think that we're going to see Charlotte come out as the captain of the women's Survivor, uh, Survivor Series team for SmackDown? No. Or is there going to be a swerve there? I think there's going to be a swerve. I'm going to give you a yes, but it's not going to be anything clean. It's going to it's going to start this. It's going to start something. I mean, I don't know if it's some sort of feud between Paige and Charlotte. You know, I I don't know, but I think she's going to be involved just because. I can't see anybody else doing it either besides Charlotte. Mm. Right on. Okay. All right. Well, also, on SmackDown, they announced a traditional tag team Survivor Series elimination match. Now, I could have sworn that I think it was Corey Graves mentioned it was going to be the traditional 10-team Survivor Series match where there's five tag teams from SmackDown, five tag teams from Raw, but it looks like now that uh, they started to announce who's going to be on what team, it's only going to be five-on-five. Five. So we're going to have essentially two five-on-five five Survivor Series elimination matches, which is odd. So they had the Usos face the New Day to determine the captains of the tag team Survivor Series team, and the Usos won. And then the Usos, after the win, told the New Day they wanted them on the team. So now does that mean that it's going to be the Usos and all three members of the New Day? So that's your five from SmackDown? Or is it actually going to be five teams? So I've done some research. Wikipedia, WWE, every site has something different. Um, we all, we, you guys remember, right, the traditional 10 tag team Survivor yeah. Series matches, right? Okay. That's where I thought they were going with it. And do they even have <laughs> 10 yeah. tag teams? You just brought up the most valid point. I don't right? think there's 10 tag teams. I they think can that's the put biggest people issue. together, I guess, to get yeah, some airtime. That defeats the whole purpose of like having a tag team Survivor Series match. True. Um, I just, I don't know. I think what you said first, there, Bones, was having the New Day and the Usos combined makes a little more sense, and then maybe the other. And then, you know, like, what, what can you do on Raw to combat that? You can put exactly. You need Gable. five more people you put, now. You could put Gable and Benjamin in there. Uh, Gable and Benjamin. Gable yeah, and um, Bobby Roode. In there, you can put maybe the revival in there, and then one member of the ascension. No, no, you get yeah. just a random, maybe like the big show or something. But you can't put the, <laughs> oh, no, the big, big show at the bar now on SmackDown. It's right, it's SmackDown. It's right. right. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this match. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. But I think this is going to be like a throwaway match. They're just giving the tag team something to do, unless they actually come out on uh, Monday on Raw and say it's going to be. 10 tag teams. So mm-hmm. if it's going to be 10 tag teams, then I'm sure they could put something together. We could yeah. fantasy book this maybe next week or something. But I think it could be Usos, two members of the New Day, and then three other tag teams from SmackDown. I mean, you have Sandy. You have – who Who else do we have? Give me Mustache Mountain. I don't mustache care if they're Mountain, not there you go. Oh, Mustache nice. Mountain. Just find a bunch of tag teams and put them all Mountain. in the ring. The Mighty. Yeah, so, bring the NXT teams up. Fuck all those other heavy machine. I want to see Otis. Yo, Yo heavy machinery. Otis Dozovich is the shit. He's a fucking crazy motherfucker. Man, is he strong? I think by 2019 we're going to see heavy machinery up on the main roster. I think Steaks it's about and time. Weights. Steaks, Steaks and, and weights. weights. Steaks and weights. Steaks and weights. Steaks and weights. I like uh, it. So anyway, so. So let's let's go over the rest of the matches that are uh, to round out the rest of the card for Survivor Series. So we talked about the traditional five on five men's uh, men's Survivor Series match. We got Team Raw, which is Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, and two other members to be announced versus uh, Team SmackDown with The Miz, Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, and Samoa Joe. Then we have the women's traditional Survivor Series match. Team Raw has been undetermined yet with their team captain, Alexa Bliss, versus Team SmackDown, Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, and Asuka, and then potentially the captain of Charlotte. Then we have, we said the AOP is going to be facing The Bar, since they are both their brand's tag team champions. I'm looking forward to seeing this match. I think The Bar and AOP are going to put on a really good show. What do you guys think about that match? I hope so, man. I get, I've, I've been waiting for AOP to get a moment like this since they came up to the main roster. This is going to be their first real big-time match, and I hope it's 
I hope it's a show stealer, man. I really do because I think these these two teams could really, like you said, bring the house down. Their styles are, are going to complement each other really well. Their ad, mm-hmm. in-ring attitude is going to complement each other real well. There's a chance for AOP to get some work in with the big show. A lot of good stuff could happen out of this match. I agree with Doc here. Uh, you know, AOP has a lot of potential, and I really hope that this is the beginning of a really good run for them with or without Spud. I'm sorry. Trick Maverick. <laughs> Yes, bud. Um, so also we have this tag team Survivor Series match, which we know the Usos and the New Day are going to be involved in. We don't know too much else about the match. We'll find out more this week. Uh, I'm very excited about the Cruiserweight Championship match, Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. This is now the second main roster pay-per-view in a row where we have seen the Cruiserweight Championship defended on Thank a major card, which I'm very excited about. I think this potentially could be the match of the night. Um, this could be a runner-up for match of the night. We'll get to the other match, I think, a little bit later. But I think Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali are going to put on a freaking clinic in that ring. And I hope the two of them get at least 20 minutes to, to go at it. I don't think they're going to get 20 minutes, but I think it's definitely going to be the match of the night involving men. It's just, it's, it's, they, if you, uh, super showdown, I was, I was so blown away by Buddy Murphy's performance. And I've always liked Mustafa Ali too. So it's going to be, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be high energy. It's probably going to be a little different from anything else on the card that night. So I'm looking forward to it. It could be the match tonight. Like you said, I agree with you bones. I don't know if any of you got a chance to watch it, but if you want a preview for this match, uh, Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy faced each other, I think back in July or August on 205 live. And I, don't really watch 205 Live, and this match actually is what I st- what made me start watching it. Um, if, if you get a chance, you can find it anywhere on YouTube, whatever your video content provider of choice is. But go watch, you know, the Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali match. It, it, it was like late July, maybe early August. But take a look; you'll get an amazing preview. It's one of the best matches I've seen in a long time on 205. All right, so then to round out the remainder of the card, we have the champion versus champion matches. We have Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles 2. Let the third Fuck. man speak. Fuck Hold on. Brock Lesnar. No, shut up. Let the third man speak here. <clears throat> you want to go on a Brock rant? Go <clears throat> for it. <clears throat> Fuck Brock <laughs> Lesnar. So, all right, so I think we agree. Fuck Brock Lesnar, but don't we think that AJ Styles needs to win this match? You yes. can't lose to Brock two years oh, in a row. Dude, so if AJ gotta, Styles doesn't win this match, you may as well just stop watching WWE. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, it would be, I, I, I don't want to think about it. Lazy speechless to even think about. Lazy yeah. speechless that we're even having the fucking conversation, man. Like, I can't even get any sort of excitement. It's so hard to not be excited for an AJ Styles match. Mm-hmm. And WWE has actually succeeded in making me not want to watch AJ Styles. Fuck wow. Fuck WWE. If, if AJ Styles loses this match, that does nothing for his title reign and does nothing for the SmackDown brand. It just think- proves that Raw is the superior brand. How could you have AJ Styles hold a WWE championship in one of the longest reigns in the championship's history then have him lose to Brock again, the guy who shows up to work six times a fucking year and doesn't even wrestle when he shows up. He just goes out and hits his finisher and is allowed to get away with it. How can you possibly have that happen? How could you do that to your champion? I agree. I agree. You know, I, you know, it's, it's give the full-timers a chance here. And as much as Brock brings in money and he's Brock Lesnar, you know, it's just not fair. It's not fair to flare. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm not Bobby Heenan. Um, you know, it's just this is do or die right now. And I guess we'll see what happens. AJ has to win. And it's interesting to note there's rumors coming out that I saw today about Braun Strowman. And we didn't really talk about this before we met today, but I just want to quick bring it up because it's really important. Apparently, he is in some really big. Yes, he uh, is. He's in some really big nuclear backstage heat with Vince McMahon. Yep. And apparently he's not showing up the shows at the time on time. He's leaving, leaving early. early, leaving early from shows and he's not doing the things that 
you would expect out of your champion. But, oh, wait, Vince McMahon, Brock Lesnar's your champion, and he doesn't show up to freaking work ever. So what kind of precedent are you setting for a Braun Strowman? I can see why Braun Strowman's frustrated. At the same time, you know, shame on you, Braun, man. Like, you, you, have a, you got strap, rocket strapped to the top, and you need to handle your business, man. And don't worry about Brock, dude. Handle your business, dude. This is your championship to lose at this point, and uh, you're starting to lose it. Just be careful, man. You're talking about Braun Strowman. You might get these hands. <laughs> <laughs> I might get these hands. And I don't know Braun the last Strowman, time he washed his hands. So If Braun Strowman comes at me with those hands, you better bet I'm running the other damn direction. You're dude. Not, I you're want not, no part of that big motherfucker. <laughs> you're not getting far. He's going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, but I'm not wrong, dude. You're I'm not wrong at all. Wrong. I'm it's not still, wrong. Anybody, any job. other job in the world, it's still your job, man. Job. And you need to be professional. And it, it sucks that he's not because now we're stuck with Brock Lesnar again. So Braun Strowman is just as much to blame here, it seems like. Damn. Yeah. I think we could have an entire episode just on how misused Braun Strowman has been since the beginning of 2018. Yeah, but look how long it takes in this industry. It takes years, years to get it. It took Shawn Michaels eight years in WWE to win the WWE Championship for the first time. Eight years. Braun's been here for, what, four years now? Three, four years on main roster? Yeah. It takes time, dude, especially nowadays with all this talent. It takes time. Well, hopefully Braun Strowman's time comes soon. Now... You know whose time it is at Survivor Series is going to be my man Shinsuke Nakamura's oh, time. He is facing Seth Rollins. Now, I know this feud, well, if you want to call it a feud, has no yeah. real substance to it except for the brand supremacy at Survivor Series, champion versus champion, but I really think that Shinsuke Nakamura is going to fucking shine in this match against Seth Rollins. I think they could also be a potential match of the night candidate. It could be between them or the Cruiserweight Championship match. I'm very excited for everything about this match. I think Nakamura is going to come out victorious because I think Dean Ambrose is going to cost Seth Rollins the match and Nakamura is going to win because Nakamura needs the win in a match like this. Yeah, Nakamura definitely needs the win, dude. And it needs to happen. Ambrose needs to get involved. It's, I think it's he's not on the card, so he's going to definitely get involved somehow. You don't want Rollins to lose clean to Nakamura at this point since he's your basically your top champion on Raw right now. So you need him looking somewhat strong. But this is huge for Nakamura. You don't need a huge feud. This is a dream match. If you're an indie wrestling fan or a wrestling fan outside of WWE, this is definitely a dream match. There's not much feud needed. Two great wrestlers going to put on a clinic in that ring. I agree. I, uh, I just think they both can work each other to a point where, you know, no one's going to be bored for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And that's what I'm excited for. Um, I really hope Nakamura gets a win here. Not going to lie. Guy needs a win. I think we're all we can all agree on that. He's my yeah. pick for it. He's gonna he's gonna win the match. That usually one. you don't get me on the usually you'll get me on the same page with the Nakamura matches. I'm not as high in Nakamura. Oh, we know. As Moses. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because uh, he no speak English? I call it like I see it. Hey, listen, pl- pledge of allegiance, fellas, to knock America. Oh, my God. So now let's move on to what I think is going to be the main event of Survivor Series. we got Ronda Rousey, baddest woman on the planet, Raw Women's Champion, taking on the man, Becky Lynch, SmackDown's Women's Champion. We've already said a lot earlier about this match. It's going to be a phenomenal match. I don't think it's going to end with a winner. I don't think it's going to get a clean winner. Uh, There's going to be some kind of shenanigans in this match somewhere or just end in a no contest. But I do think this could be, uh, you know, after seeing Becky Lynch versus Charlotte at, e- at Evolution, this potentially could be a match of the night. And I think this could be Ronda Rousey's coming out party. This could be Ronda's coming out party, but there's no way she wins this match. No, no way at all she wins this match because you can't why? put her over Becky. No, you well, can't why? put her over Becky. You can't because Becky's the Becky's hottest. Becky's going to lose too right. much steam if she loses this match to Ronda. She's the hottest. Yeah. She's the hottest stain in the promotion right now. She she's can't the afford. She can't world. afford to, to get a loss. So I know Ronda. Much, I know Ronda's the biggest mainstream thing. I know she's going to be like the rock of the future when it comes to mainstream crossover. But Becky is the hottest thing in professional wrestling right now. And in a and in a, an idea like in a champion versus champion match where you're putting like 
wrestling skills together. Either it has to be no contest or Becky has to win at least 30. Okay, I, I agree. I think we're going to have to see a dirty finish here because... Or, or Ronda wins by DQ. I guess Ronda can win by DQ. Or No, she can't win by DQ because if the horsewoman come out, Becky wins. So no, Ronda can't win this match. Oh, okay, Vince. Well, guys... You watch your I fucking th- tone, third man. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I will not. All right, guys, let's, let's bring this to the ring and let, let's let out our frustration in the ring, guys. All right, all you little adventurers out there, let's start talking about some of this indie stuff out there. I'm going to start with Evolve Wrestling. Uh, So we have a whole bunch of Evolve events coming up. I'm going to focus on one that's actually tomorrow, November 10th, and that's Evolve 116. It's coming from me from Oakland, uh, Illinois. A lot of cool stuff happening at this event. Uh, First and foremost, there's a lot of WWE NXT talent on the show. So... We have the Street Profits, who are Evolved Tag Team Champions, defended against A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff. Should be an interesting match. We also have uh, the Evolved Champion, which also happens to be an NXT star, Fabian Eichner. Uh, He's not defending his championship for some reason, but he's going against a really cool guy named Anthony Henry. If you've never checked out Anthony Henry, uh, I suggest you look him up on YouTube. He's awesome to watch. The most interesting match to me on this event is what they're billing as a first-time-ever dream match. Uh, Evolve uh, Evolve wrestler Shane Strickland is fighting Cassius Ono. That's awesome. I, you know, I don't I don't know what the ag- agreement here is with with Evolve and NXT. I know that they have something going on where I mean, obviously we have champions, but to see these guys coming down and fighting some really good wrestlers that aren't in. NXT yet is is really awesome. There's a lot of cool stuff going on here, so that's evolved. There's a lot of other great matches you can check out, and uh, they're they're touring pretty much the whole United States for the next couple months. So if they're in your area, go see them. And also this past week on Lucha Underground at Ultima Lucha Quattro, we had the debut of the aye newest aye. ring announcer for Lucha, Shaw Guerrero, daughter of Vicky and Eddie Guerrero. So in storyline, Melissa Santos, who was the original ring announcer for Lucha, walks out during the event and then out comes Antonio Cueto and announced that he has hired a new talent, a new special guest ring announcer for the remainder of the night, and that is Shaw Guerrero. As Shaw comes out... Uh, to a huge pop, she goes to make her first introduction and then gets interrupted by Famous B. They go back and forth with a war of words on the microphone, which was some great mic work by Shaw Guerrero. Uh, and then Chavo Guerrero Jr. comes out to end the feud between the two in the ring. Shaw then hits Famous B with the three amigos in honor of her father, Eddie Guerrero. And then Chavo Guerrero finishes it off with a frog splash off the top rope, sending Famous B back to the locker room. But, quick uh, question. Quick question. Yes. Does anyone know if she lies? Does she know she, she cheats or steals? She might oh, steal. Man. A cheat. A steal. A lie. Um, and a also, cheat. for those of you that a don't steal. know, Shaw Guerrero Best is also the wife of ever. Aiden English. Oh, that I did not know. Okay, really? A bit of information in case you were wondering. Oh. Yes. You really, you really read though. Do you? There's like a wrestling soap opera page that oh, you know. like follow because you really know that. all the relationships. Like, good, you know more about like their relationships than like I probably know about my wife. <laughs> That's not good. That's terrible. Why, why would you say that? So anyway, because of the work that Shaw Guerrero did at the Lucha Underground tapings, uh, David McLean, who was the original founder of Glow, uh, saw her work and has now taken Shaw under his wing and has made her the new full-time announcer for Women of Wrestling. Uh, The tapings for that will be airing on Axis TV in early 2019. All right, Doc, (laughs) so let's talk about some Ring of Honor. Yeah, so big news happened. The uh, final battle card was announced this week. It's going to be December 14th at the uh, traditional home of Monday Night Raw, the Hammerstein Ballroom. <laughs> and uh, still the greatest home of Monday Night Raw. He still love watching those old. I always think of uh, the flair of Mr. Perfect match in that at the old Monday Night Raw, one of the best matches in Raw history. But I digress. Um, 
Bully Ray, an old Attitude Era veteran, is going to be taking on one of my favorite ROH guys, Flip Gordon. It's a nice, good, uh, a good match for Flip on a big stage. I'm looking forward to seeing him put on a good show with a great veteran like Ray. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is going to take on Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Matt Taven and Dalton Castle will do battle. One of my favorite cruiserweights of all time, Christopher Daniels, will be taking on Marty Skrull. There's going to be a fatal four-way for the ROH Women of Honor Championship. The champion Sumi Saki will defend against Madison Rain and two opponents to be determined still. The ROH Tag Team Championships will be defended as uh, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky will be taking on the Briscoes and the Young Bucks in a ladder match. The ROH TV champion Jeff Cobb will be defending against Hangman Page. And the main event, the ROH champion Jay Lethal, now the greatest ROH champion ever in terms of days holding the title, will defend a title against the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, who recently dropped the NWA title, NWA 70. That's going to be a clinic, as we all know. Those are two of the best wrestlers in the world. They're, I'd say if you had a list of top five, top ten guys, not not in WWE right now. They're definitely high on that list. So Final Battle should be another show. Their ROH's uh, pay-per-views and are always just fantastic. Some of the best wrestling you'll see in the entire business. So everybody make sure you check that out. If you're in the New York area, head up there. No better way to spend the 14th of December right before Christmas time than in one of the greatest wrestling venues in the world, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Oh, man. Okay, now let's touch on Impact Wrestling's final hour special episode. Now, Austin Aries has not appeared on television since his match against Johnny Impact at Bound for Glory, and they have made no mention of him on Impact Television either. So when he returns, it looks like they're setting up a big surprise moment. Uh, but at, at final hour, we did have the long-awaited debut of Jordan Grace as she took on uh, Katarina. Jordan made quick work of Katarina in no more than two minutes. She didn't really get a whole lot of offense in. If they're trying to bill her as this monster female star, they really should have made this more of a squash match, in my opinion. Uh, she got some offense in. Katarina got the majority of the offense in. And then Jordan ended up winning with a bear hug. Hopefully this is just a slow start for her career and impact, and hopefully we'll get to see some amazing things coming from Jordan Grace in the upcoming future. Uh, also, let's moving on to the main event, the Impact World Champion. Johnny Impact uh, retained the Impact uh, Championship as he defeated Killer Cross. They're really trying to build Impact up as a fan favorite. Uh, Cross looked good as a personality, but he seemed to tire early after getting in a lot of offense. Uh, but of course, Johnny Impact came out victorious as your Impact World Champion. I love the Indies, guys. What about you? Woo! I love wrestling. How about that? There's no wrestling without the indies, man. The indies have to be strong. There needs to be other options to WWE. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's it's time to go back to the world of WWE, to a great land, a great land of NXT, because we definitely need to talk about NXT TakeOver. So anyway, so as Johnny said, we have NXT TakeOver War Games happening the night before the 32nd annual Survivor Series event happening next weekend. Uh, so far, the card is as follows. We already have announced Aleister Black taking on Johnny Gargano in a grudge match. We have the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler defending against Kyrie Sane in a two out of three falls match, oh, which is going yeah. to be epic. We have the NXT Championship match. We have Tommaso Ciampa defending his title, which he calls Goldie, against the Velveteen Dream, which I'm really <laughs> glad Velveteen finally has a title match. Uh, and then we have the War Games match with Undisputed Era taking on the North American champion Ricochet, the United Kingdom champion Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders, which will soon be soon to be NXT Tag Team Champions. I do have a prediction. I do think we'll have another match on this card. We will be seeing Matt Riddle take on Cassius Ono because they did show on NXT television this week the backstage segment between Ono, um, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle. Right. Let's start. Let's start with that one, just because it might be on the event, even though it's not there yet. Where does this leave Keith Lee? Because Keith Lee came in with with a lot of a lot of cloud here, and uh, it's look like, it's looking like he's getting stepped over for for Riddle here. Potentially, but I do know Keith Lee has been facing Cassius Ono on some of the house shows. Okay. Well, I'm talking about TV here. Do you see maybe Keith Lee and Matt Riddle becoming a tag team? 
The bros. The bros. Potentially, and that that's if teams like the mighty Street Profits or Heavy Machinery move up to the main roster in the immediate future. But I think right now the tag division is way too stacked in NXT to have another tag team of just two awesome singles wrestlers to to become a tag team. I, I don't know. Is there a rule anywhere that states that Americans can't can, can't work on NXT UK? Do you have to be English or Australian or New Zealand? I no, think so. Not at all. What? No? No, you could do it. Yeah, I, I would mean, think the, the, so, well, right? Well, what about Dakota Kai? Where's well, she she's from? from? She's, New she's from New Zealand. She's New Zealand. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. But that's because uh, uh, so you could put them over. I think them two would fit in great on NXT UK, honestly. The two of them would, would be great uh, mixed in with the British strong style over there. Right. Yeah, you yeah. see where my head's at? You see where my head's at? But I also, I mentioned it a few weeks back, I think Keith Lee is going to get rocket strapped and he's going to be on the main roster a lot sooner than we think. I think someone like Matt Riddle needs some time on NXT, but I think Keith Lee can go right to the main roster very soon. Yeah, what do you, cool. what, where do we put him on the main roster even right now? Smackdown? Smackdown. Oh, yeah, he's, he is absolutely a Smackdown wrestler. Smackdown needs more baby faces right now. Yeah, they don't you're have right. Enough baby faces, so someone like Keith Lee would fit in perfectly there. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Let's they, talk about the real matches. Yes, let's. So, what do you guys think about Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano? I think Gargano is going to come out victorious, but I think we're going to start seeing this dark side of Gargano. This past week on NXT, Johnny Gargano finally told the world why he attacked Alistair Black in what was an amazing backstage segment uh, with him walking through the, I think it was the locker rooms, then he went outside of the arena, into the parking lot. Uh, I thought it was an amazing, uh, amazing vignette. Uh, what he said fits his character perfectly. I like how he ended off his promo with, he likes the dark. Uh, this is definitely what we've been seeing over the past month or so. How <laughs> after his last match with Champ with Champa, you know Johnny Wrestling is starting to see that dark side, and you've also been noticing it too with with his his ring gear. His ring gear last time we saw him on on television um, was very Venom like. I mean, he always ha- has an homage to like the, the Marvel Universe and all all of his wrestling attire so i think we're going to see a real dark side of johnny gargano here and i believe he's going to come out victorious and i think this may be the swan song for alistair black and we may see alistair black go to the main roster pretty soon as well i love heel gargano i'm not gonna lie to you i love that his wife is getting into it because she started wearing dark clothing dark lipstick you can see that they're gonna probably move them both into uh a heel character soon and uh i i think that this is a natural progression of Gargano. I think this is just, you know, them using his frustration in a storyline. And I really, I just, I love it. And uh, I, I think we might see DIY back together because of it. If you're going to do all this work to turn Gargano heel and, and make this whole new character for him, whatever you want to call it, a newish character, then he has to, then he has to win this match. And like you said, Alistair is going to be getting called up soon. So, and Johnny is not going to be getting called up soon. I think he's going to be a big part of their plans going into takeover New York for Mania weekend. Mm-hmm. So, and then, yeah, Johnny has to win. Johnny needs a win too. He definitely needs to win more than Alistair right now after, you know, losing two times to Champa. So mm-hmm. I want to see, I definitely want to see Johnny win. I want to see this character grow and blossom. And I want to see, he said a possible DIY reunion. That'd be awesome. Yes, and then also we have, like we said, the NXT Women's Championship, two out of three falls match, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. I'm calling it Shayna's going to retain. And you I agree. know why? Because she has Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir in her corner. Now, real quick, shout out to Marina and Roddy Strong for just getting married this week. Congratulations to the two of them. Oh. It looks like Dan has a swerve coming. Yeah, so if you uh, had a visual right now, you would see my hand making the swerve motion because I, I think this is going to be a swerve, and I think Kyrie Sane is going to win this match. What? And Not yeah, possible. Absolutely, nope. absolutely possible. I don't think Shane is long for the NXT roster. We've talked about this in the past, and I'm not letting this title win fool me. I think the title win was done just to kind of up her resume a little bit before she got called up to the main roster, and... Gets in, gets involved with uh, Ronda. Interesting view. Interesting. Interesting. 
So, Johnny, what do you think about the NXT Championship match, Tommaso Ciampa defending against Velveteen Dream? I think this match is going to overshadow the War Games match. I think this is match of the night. I think Velveteen is unfortunately not going to win. Um, I actually am probably calling something dirty here as far as finish, but um, I, I can't get enough of Velveteen. I can't get enough of Tommaso either, but Velveteen, yeah. man, that kid's got it. I he think it's just good. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. And I think it's going to be dirty. And I think it's, but I think Dream's going to be dirty too. I don't think Dream's going to be this. Absolutely. Clean. Yeah, I think it's going to be a dirty match all around. And Champ is going to win. Champ should win. And this is just, you know, it's another step in Velveteen Dream's journey. He will be the NXT champion within the next year. He'll probably, there's a good chance he'll take the belt off Tommaso Champa at some point. If it's not, no, yeah, because if we think Gargano, you know, let's see, I think Gargano's going to team with Champa. So that only kind of leaves Dream mm. to, to take the belt off him. Mean, he's the only person with the character who's put in, in the character and put into work that I think is capable of beating Tommaso Champa. Mm. I agree. Very true. And then we have the um, the main event of the night, the War Games match. We have the team of Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders taking on the Undisputed Era. I think the possibilities for this match are going to be endless. Um, I definitely cannot wait to see the crazy shit that Ricochet does in this oh match my God. as well. <laughs> oh, two rings, two rings. Two it's rings, all the cages. Oh. Sign me up. <laughs> it's, it's just going to be so awesome. Yeah, I think... I think you're going to see some, you might see some uh, friction with the good guys. Like we said, we've, we've said a couple weeks ago that Ricochet and Pete Dunn aren't exactly friendly with each other. They've just kind of like come off a sort of mini feud with each other. The War Raiders, like I believe um, our third man said last week, they're out for themselves. You know, they're going to be out for the tag team titles. They really don't have any friends here. They all just have a common enemy. An undisputed era, and that's why I think undisputed era is going to come out on top because they're the team here, and they're you know they're yeah they're heels, but they're heels that they're NWO style heels that everybody loves. Yep. So you can send people home on that note, and no one's going to be pissed off or anything. Yep. Yeah, yep. I agree. If anyone needs to win here, I think undisputed needs to come out victorious, especially yeah. with Bobby Fish now coming back, and now they have to prove themselves as this strong four man faction in NXT. And Adam Cole needs a win too. Adam Cole definitely yes, needs a win. Yes, he does. Yes, at this yeah. point especially. He needs a win. Well, there's the siren, fellas. You know what that means. Did I just hear myself say three minutes? Three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of here. All right, fam. For those of you who missed NXT UK this week, first off, shame on you because you should never <laughs> miss NXT UK because NXT UK has been the best wrestling to hit WWE Network since, well, I don't know, NXT US. That's debatable. <laughs> yeah, okay, bullshit. Anyway, this is my final thought. Shut your mouth. The main event this week on NXT UK was uh, Pete Dunne, the NXT UK champion, defending his title against Danny Burch in what was one of the best TV matches of the year. They were put on an absolute clinic in in one of the weirdest wrestling venues I've ever seen wrestling put on in. And they just went back and forth, told a great story. They had the whole crowd in the palm of their hands. If you need to go watch a wrestling match this week, that's the one to go watch. Mm, again, that's debatable. I think my match of the week is much better than yours. Well, that's fucking wrong. Uh, so I want to tell you about my match of the week, and I think my show of the week was actually NXT, regular NXT, OG NXT. And OG NXT. <laughs> OG NXT. So I want to talk about uh, Velveteen Dream versus Lars Sullivan. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, please do. Two very different style wrestlers putting on an amazing match with a little bit of dirt at the end with, uh, you know, Chiampa coming down with, with the belt, but, uh, Velveteen dream gets the better of all of them. And I, well, he loses the match, but he gets the better of everyone there. And, uh, I just, I love watching him perform. And like I said, go watch that. It's better than whatever doc says. Anyway, just a bunch of bullshit, dude. 
Get the hell out of here. You I had a what? clean finish in a title match that was a technical wrestling clinic, and you give me that. I mean, that was a great match. That was a close second, but come on, dude. I, I have um, to say, I was actually pretty impressed with Lars Sullivan in that match as well. Me too. But I, too, have a different match of the week. Uh, also from NXT UK, the opening of episode six, which was Tony Storm versus Dakota Kai. They put on uh, an amazing match. If you didn't get a chance to watch it yet, it's definitely a must-see match from this week. Also, we got to see the debut of Ginny, uh, and it was cool not seeing her and just fighting um, so, uh, a local talent in a squash match. She came out and she attacked Dakota Kai to set up a feud uh, with either Kai and or Tony Storm. And on that note, I am J.C. Bones. I'm Doc Haas. And I'm Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Be sure to subscribe to iTunes and Google Play and check us out every Saturday. And please follow us on Twitter at Fourth Wall Cast, at Johnny Smarks a lot, at Doc Haas Fourth Wall, and follow us on Instagram at the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. All links will be in the description below. If you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience, recommend to all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow into the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall wrestlecast. Goodbye and good night. Get well, Triple H. Woo! Woo!